Hello and welcome to Connected episode 406. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Sourcegraph, Bombus, Indeed, and Ladder. My name is Stephen Hackett and I have the pleasure of being joined by Mike Hurley. Why, hello there. Hello. Oh, and I am joined by Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hi. Hello. I'm also here. I forgot that I had to do the next bit. You think I would have gotten used to this by now, but I haven't. I was waving at the wall as I said that. Hi. <laughs> Come here. Hey, Big Money Hackett. Oh. Mm-hmm. How's your Kickstarter going? It's good. Let me look. Let me go to this link. And Can you hear us over the sound of money? $31,638. Yeah. Yeah. Cha-ching. Ching. Yeah, 734 backers. Three weeks to go, so... You got till August 5th to go back it. And uh, I'm on track for it to be bigger than last year, which is amazing. Bigger money hack. Thank you to all 734 of you. But there's a lot more of you out there who haven't backed it yet. So go get on it. Steven is, Steven is inviting you to fund his Kickstarter campaign. I am. Come with me on this journey of creation. I got an Instagram ad um, yesterday for something. I don't know what it was. Uh, I can't remember. But it said such and such account invites you to follow them. And I was like, oh. My <laughs> favorite, but also least favorite part of Instagram is when they do suggestions of people you should follow. And it's like, uh-huh. so-and-so, comma, whom you may know. <laughs> it's like such a yeah. weird bit of copywriting. Well, because they're not sure, right? They're Facebook. They they're know. sure. They think you might know. They're sure. Or maybe, I t- yeah, they know. They just don't want you to know they know. Exactly. Right? That's they're exactly like, right. I don't know. Maybe you met them sometime. I don't know. How could I know? I'm just Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's how they go. That's how they go. Public betas are out. Mm-hmm. Federico, mm-hmm. y'all had a, a trio of stories over on Mac Stories covering iOS and iPadOS, macOS Ventura, watchOS 9. Uh, what is sort of your sense of the state of these betas? And has there been, been anything surprising uh, mm. so far as more people have jumped on board? Uh, like I said in the story, I think things are pretty okay on the iPhone, um, on the iPhone side of things. Uh, widgets are, there aren't that many, obviously, in, in Apple's own apps, which is a bit surprising. I was kind of hoping Apple to, you know, I was kind of hoping to see them add more widgets for their own stuff, uh, but they're on working. On the lock screen, do you mean? On the lock screen, yes. Right. Uh, lock yeah, screen okay. widgets. Um, mm-hmm. But they're working and the, the multiple wallpapers uh, system is working. Um, I think things are a bit more rough on the iPad uh, with Stage Manager on iPadOS at the moment. Like in terms of stability and performance, I get, uh, I still get like daily um, like soft reboots of the iPad, like it doesn't actually reboot, the springboard just crashes. Um, or like external display support is kind of unusable for me at the moment um, in that whenever I try to like uh, do something with an application that has multiple windows open, uh, usually one on the iPad, one on the external display, the thing that just crashes. And uh, I think last week I found a way to like reliably and consistently crash the iPad when using an external display. So I guess my advice would be if you want to really try out Stage Manager, fine, but keep in mind that if this is your only iPad that you're also using for production work, it's not super stable right now. And you still have the occasional 
or maybe not so occasional weirdness with stage manager if you're using the kind of app like Obsidian, for example, that is not super native or like doesn't really use all the latest and greatest iPadOS APIs, you may be in not for a bad time, but for some adjustments. Like you're in for a I, beta time. Like this yes, is this very is what much happens. So. Yeah. yeah, I was using uh, Google Docs today with Universal Control. I was typing stuff into Google Docs on my iPad, and the suggestions bar was floating halfway in the middle of the screen, like the little mm. like what yeah. do you call it, the quick type bar? I don't even know if it has a different name now. And uh, there was no keyboard that <laughs> was just floating yeah. there. And then when I moved my keyboard, like kind of back to my Mac. I got just the top row of so- of software keyboard popping up in the- but only in the application. It wasn't like outside the application window. Yeah. It's just why in the not? application. Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not, right? Why not? I, I mean, <laughs> type some numbers, that kind of stuff like that. It's, it's good for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of stuff happens um Overall, though, like I'm using it and and it's okay. Like uh, it is making me faster. Stage manager. I mean, as I wrote in the story, but yes, some apps are not that fun to use. Um, overall, like uh, like I already have seen one example of a friend of mine who's not into like usually like tech stuff, uh, but um, he saw the beta on my iPhone. And he got really curious, and then I explained, uh, I'm actually working on this article for Monday because you know, like the public beta is coming out. And on Tuesday, he showed me that he had the public beta up and running on his iPhone. And he said, like, I couldn't You're an influencer. because I really want... Well, that's the thing, though. Like, I think lock screens, like multiple lock screens with widgets, they're really going to resonate with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this it's good year. looking. So, My, yeah, I it is. love how my lock screen looks. Like I got the time set up, like in I'm using the New York font. I think it just looks like so good. It just looks so yeah. good. Uh, I think you may have mentioned this in episodes, I don't remember, but like, and I agree with you now, like I wasn't sure at first, but I think this is going to take off again because you can't, I, with the widgets aren't the thing that's making the like aesthetics this time. It's actually what Apple's given. Mm-hmm. So like between the clock and the depth effects and the colors that you can put on things and like the kind of filters you can put on images and stuff, I think people are going to really, really dig it. And then they can also add a few little widgets. But like I don't, there isn't really as many options for the aesthetic stuff, I feel like. Like you can't make widgets look a different color and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to help. But I, I think that people are going to really dig it. I think it's going to be pretty popular again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, we're gonna later on in the episode. We're gonna talk about some of our favorite features of iOS 16, just some little bits and bobs. But I did want to just touch on the fact that I think you are both running the WatchOS beta, right? Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? I. I uh, general know. curiosity. Yep. That. <laughs> is it bad? Good. What is it like? Is it okay? Okay. It's okay. The beta is basically fine. I haven't had any real stability issues. I've only been running it a couple of days, so it's still early for me. The battery life definitely isn't amazing. I'm still making it through a day, and I've got whatever the current big size watch is. What is it? 44 millimeter? I, f- I forget the numbers. 45? 72? Uh, I don't know. 
I have the 72 millimeter. <laughs> that would be like a dinner, dinner plate on your wrist. You got, a, you got an iPad on your wrist. Yeah. yeah. My That's watch right. says 45 on the back. I took it off to look. Okay. Then that one. It says a lot of things. 45 millimeter stainless steel and ceramic case, sapphire crystal, GPS, LTE, WR-60M, Apple Watch Series 7. This, I just read the whole thing to you. Oh, that's that's good. Do you remember that time when there was that uh, that like prototype that showed up on eBay and it had really weird letters on it and we made it the episode title? I do. That was good. I don't remember what it was. But, but yeah, all right. So, but you're, you, why did you both do it? Like, it was just curiosity for you, Federico. Did you, what, was there any specific reason for you, Stephen? Yeah, I take my job seriously. I want to see what the betas are doing. That's no. unnecessary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Weird flex. Do you consider the Apple Watch part of your job? Like, is that? No, it's not. Yeah, I don't. I don't have an Alex to, to cover the Apple Watch for me. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, I mean, I was curious as well. I also wanted to see what the, uh, you know, they've changed some of the design stuff. Where like. The notifications are like teeny tiny banners that come in from the top, which is super weird. I don't actually don't like it that much because I think they're easy to miss. No, that's the best part. No. Really? Oh, I love them. So this is just when you're doing something on the watch, right? Yeah. The little banners are small. I think it's any time the screen is in the sort of awake mode. Yeah. So like if you're, you're doing something. Yeah. Or like looking at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I get it. So it doesn't occlude what you're looking at. It's just kind of strange. But uh, and we'll talk about it in the the next section by iOS 16. But it's the watch is sort of the the part two of the medication feature, and it's its own app on WatchOS. Right. And it's nice to have those reminders there. But you know, it's not a it's not a huge change. I mean, WatchOS has kind of been like the the structural elements. You know, they've moved around so much in the beginning. Remember, they had like uh, glances in the beginning, and then they had the oh dock, my god, it, what were glances? Wait, what? What's the glances? Man, wasn't it glances? Where, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I remember was, the word. Oh, what were they? They came okay, up from the bottom. And no, what are you talking about? Yeah. Glances. By the way, it was 88 X Bane. That was the... That's right. <laughs> Here we go. I found glances. an article from 2015 about glances. Basically, it was it was like a scrolling horizontal list of... Kind of what the dock is now in watchOS, but a worse version of it because it was early days. But over the last wow. couple of years, they've settled down in terms huh. of where things are. And other than like the medication app and the new notification style, it's it's pretty much what it was. Man, this is... I don't remember this. No, me neither. At no. all. I don't... I do not remember this feature, this mm-hmm. glances feature. Huh. It, it may have only been a year. I mean, it was... Remember, like, the first couple of versions of watchOS, they were just moving stuff all around trying to figure out what it Siri? was. Siri watch face? Siri... Exactly. Siri That's watch. still I a thing. I used that for a while. Yeah, still a that, thing. I used it for a while, but they don't do yeah. anything to it. It's just... Because I there's there's a new watch face that I really want. Uh, it's called the Metropolitan watch face. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, like toying around putting the beta on my Apple Watch just to try that watch face, but like I don't know if I'm committed to this idea yet. I might give myself a treat to like to wait, you know? Like I'll wait until September sure. and give myself a little treat. And I'm definitely still making it to the end of the day. I mean it's not like it's six PM and my watch is entering low power mode, but I'm definitely before I was ending the day at fifty percent battery or something, you know, it, it may be 
35% now or 40% now. So it's definitely using a little more power. That's very common on the betas. The iPhone beta for me in particular has been pretty bad in terms of battery life, but they always improve that as they go. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that long term. I have one more question for you both. Have you tried the haptic keyboard on yes. the iPhone? I enabled it right away and I love it. I enabled it and I, and I turned it off. No. Yeah, I, no. I don't know what it is. I, I I just like I tried it and then all of a sudden I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. No, you, you, gotta, you gotta give in give in to it. You just just let it let it be for a while and then you just get all used right. to it. I'm and gonna turn it back on like, again. It's like you're you're touching your iPhone to type uh-huh. and the iPhone is touching you back. You know, <laughs> I don't, it's, it's fun. That's not what I want from it. I mean I always like it on Android phones and I don't know why. I turned it off. I'm gonna turn. I'll turn it back on again then, and I'll see how I feel. Where is it? It's in a weird part of the operating system. It's in sound and haptics. Yeah, it should be in keyboard. Yes. Keyboard feedback, and then there's a toggle for haptic. All right, I'm gonna try it. It's it's in, it's in like two levels of places you don't expect it to be. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just try it for the weekend and see see if it lasts. I'm going to try again. We can report back. So, Federico, you guys have these, this trio of stories. some point in the fall, you're going to have a set of reviews, full reviews of these OSs. Mm-hmm. What's the relationship between like these public beta impression stories, which you've only been doing for a couple of years, with mm-hmm. the full review? Like, Does this make the review process easier? Does it? Do you feel like you're locked into something you said earlier? Like, What's the relationship there? No, it's, that's a good question. I think it, it's it's a way for me to start setting some themes, some some concepts, and it actually makes the review easier because then you have something that you already said, so you already have a f- like a, like a discussion that's already being framed in a certain way, and you can say like uh, in for example in July I thought such and such, but turns out that I still agree with that or that things have changed. Like you've already established a narrative and that makes it easier when you're, you know, starting a huge project. Like you're not starting completely blank. There's already something that you've already said. So you can start from that. And that makes it easier, at least for me. Um, And also, technically speaking, it makes it easier because, and, you know, uh, I've been doing this for, like you said, for a few years now. Um, Some of the things and like some of the sections will actually be reused um, in the review. This is something that I've done before. Um, We uh, had this conversation a few years ago, like, what's the point of rewriting the same thing over and over if you've actually already written the thing so some sections will serve as sort of like the 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 basic structure of a chapter of the review for example um so i know that i can reuse if not just the actual like the whole block of text but if if anything like the 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 order of things, the structure of things. Like when I'm talking about stage manager, first I'm explaining what it is. And then I've explained what it does in this and this way. Like uh, that also helps the, the making of the review, um, which I haven't started yet. So uh, it was fun to, but, but, but I've seen, for example, like that story that, that I've done for the public beta, I was able to get it done in two days. And that's 8,000 words that I've written and edited in two days. So I think over time, what I'm realizing about me is that 
I work better under very intense pressure and super close deadlines. And that story went really well and people really liked it. So um, that's something that that's different about me in 2022, I guess, than in, you know, when I started Mac Stories. Um, I used to hate deadlines and it took me like weeks and weeks to finish like even an app review. But I'm not like that anymore. I prefer having the looming deadline, you know, over me. So, yeah, that's something I learned, I guess. Federico's going to start the uh, iOS review on September 1st. That's when he's going to open up Obsidian (laughs) for the first time. Well, you joke about it. Well, it may not be September 1st, but it's definitely going to be August. So we'll see. We'll see. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Sourcegraph. So you've hired a brilliant developer. That's great, but now you have to work to get them onboarded. If your company is growing, onboarding new developers is going to be a common occurrence. But it's a big undertaking each time. Because one of the biggest challenges for new hires is getting up to speed with the project their new team is already working on. This can be tricky if the code bases your developers work in are already large. Thankfully, Sourcegraph makes it easy to move quickly, even in big code bases. Developers know that knowledge is most useful when it's findable. Centralization is helpful, but given the fact that most companies store knowledge in at least two different locations, I mean, how do you make knowledge accessible to those who need it if that's your situation? Sourcegraph is a code intelligence platform, giving developers what they need to drive their own learning over time and in different situations. Teams without Sourcegraph rely on asking colleagues, reviewing out-of-date documentation. Those things are cumbersome and time-consuming. With Sourcegraph, every developer can search across millions of repositories to find specific code, saving time for themselves and everyone else. So when questions do come up, you know it's the big stuff that's worthy of the extra time. Sourcegraph was created to make developers' lives easier, and today they work with leading companies across every industry, including three of the five top tech companies, plus PayPal, Uber, Plaid, GE, Reddit, Atlassian, and more. Visit about.sourcegraph.com to learn more. That's about.sourcegraph.com to find out why some of the biggest tech companies in the world use Sourcegraph and to see what Sourcegraph can do for yours. Click the link in the show notes to let them know you heard about them from us. Our thanks to Sourcegraph for their support of the show. So we're talking a, a little bit about uh, public betas, and I wanted to dive in a little bit more to iOS 16. You know, this is one of those years where I feel like the iPad is sort of taking uh, a lot of the spotlight, obviously, with Stage Manager, but there are a lot of cool things in iOS 16. We've talked a lot about the lock screen, but I'd like to go a little bit, uh, a little bit past that and talk about some of the other things we're enjoying. I wanted to talk about the search screen. So there's a couple of things going on with the search screen that I enjoy this year. Um, As well as it still being accessible via the pull-down, there is also that button uh, where there used to just be the little dots. There's now a search button. I like that they've put something in that space because it's been wasted space on the iPhone for years. So if they're not going to make it so you can put another row of app icons, which is what I would prefer, mm-hmm. uh, then then you may as well put something there. So, and I've actually been finding myself hitting the search button um, on the home screen as well as doing my kind of like instinctual uh, pull down. It's just fun to have. 
But I like a few things about this screen. Um, I like it feels nice and fast, which is good. And it has some like genuinely good contextual stuff. So right now on my search screen, it says connected started at 5.30 and it has a button that says join connected and it says it will take me out to Zoom. It knows it's a Zoom call. And it also says turn on do not disturb, which I realize now I had not turned on to not do not disturb. So the phone is good for me, right? It's giving me information that I want. Um, it's showing me some, like it had in the past, it's shown me recent conversions and stuff like that that I've got going on in there so I can convert some stuff. And I had something pop up recently, which I have my uh, AirPods in, and it said, usually at this time, and it was to, like to resume in Overcast. Like, I feel like this is some stuff that's existed before, but they have way nicer, I think, compressed it. And I think is showing it to me in a way where I am for once, which I feel like is quite rare, thinking, oh, this computer is quite smart. Like, it does know what I want, and it is giving me what I should be doing in these moments. So I'm appreciating it for that. Yeah, I'm really liking the uh, the new Spotlight as well. Like, the, the faster access on the home screen is really nice. Uh, they've also fixed both on the iPhone and the iPad, the problem of running shortcuts from Spotlight. Um, at least I think they fixed it. So it used to be that either Spotlight was super slow in finding your shortcuts or it couldn't find them at all. Like sometimes, mm. it, actually so many times it happened to me in iOS and iPadOS 15 that I typed the exact name of a shortcut in my library and Spotlight just couldn't find it mm -hmm. like at all. Um, now it finds the thing I'm looking for. I think they're doing something to rank those shortcuts based on how many times you run a specific one, if there's multiple matches for your search, but I'm not. 100% sure on this one. But still, what's nice about this is the combination of reliably and quickly finding your shortcuts, but also when you run those shortcuts, they're so much faster than before. Oh, I love that. I love how fast that is now. Shortcuts yeah. are so much faster, but when you combine that with Spotlight, and especially on iPad or on the iPhone, uh, as you mentioned, from the home screen, you just swipe down, type, run, done. And you're like, you're out of it in four seconds. Mm -hmm. That's so well done. It's very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm really liking that. Um, I do have a weird thing. You know, like, it's always strange stuff in betas. For the last week on my uh, screen here, it just says slight gray. Did you search for slight gray at some point? No. Excuse I'm sending you both a screenshot. Okay. This is, it's there right now. This screenshot I took a couple of days ago is still there. Slight gray. It just says slight gray, and then underneath says slight gray, and it has a little box next to it that i guess is slate gray but i tap it and i can't do anything <laughs> that's slate gray. Th that's weird I that's searched, really strange yeah, that is that is strange i searched for the echo b app a few nights ago on mine and it is like stuck as the only suggestion in this screen it's like every hmm. time i pull it down it wants me to open the echo b app it's very excited about being in there slate gray slate gray slate yeah. gray overall i like this and i think you're right mike they have tried this over the years i mean there's been some weird ideas around this like do you guys remember probably ios 8 or 9 or 10 sometime in there they would put app icons like where the flashlight is on the iphone 10 class of phones it's like you yes. would go into starbucks and like the starbucks icon would just appear on your lock screen mm -hmm. in the bottom corner and lots of weird ideas around surfacing things uh, in different areas of the os and 
I really think this is the best place for those things. And I think this is some of the best stuff they've done where, you know, Mike, you brought up the example of like, join the connected call, go and do not disturb. I've had very similar things suggested to me that are exactly what I wanted to do, exactly when I wanted to do them. And I don't ever really remember being impressed with this stuff from Apple in the past, but it really feels like whatever they've done this year to improve this stuff, I feel like it's gotten way, way smarter and way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, still, it's still hit or miss for me for some things, like a good example that I, that I saved because I wanted to remember this. Um, so in, on the new lock screen, the system suggests, rightfully so, um, a lot of photos featuring Sylvia. Right, because the system guesses that you know this person is in thousands of photos over the years, and you're always together. So I'm gonna assume that you want to see this person in your wallpaper suggestions. Great, um, but how can the same system that makes that suggestion, right, therefore sort of infers maybe that you know this person also associated with this contact? You talk to this person on iMessage, and you live together. How can the same system also suggest, and I saw this a few days ago, for Sylvia's birthday, that I make a phone call to her to wish her happy birthday? Yes, okay. Like, why? (laughs) You make really clever suggestions on one side, and then, like, what? You think this is, like, my grandma or something, that I'm going to make a phone call to her? Like, hey, I saw that it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Like, why? That doesn't make any sense. Like, and, and, the, and the suggestion said, as found in your contacts, uh, call Sylvia to wish her happy birthday. Which is a good feature, I guess, yeah. right? To surface that. But then also, like, understand me. Do I ever make phone calls, iPhone? You're the phone. Do I ever use the phone that? No. <laughs> No, right? Like maybe send an iMessage to Sylvia and wish her happy birthday. You know, we could we could try that. But no, I yeah, I know what you mean. Some some of that stuff is like the prob the problem with all of these things is when the device is always trying to seem like it's so smart and then it gets things so wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I always find that to be such a funny thing and it makes it more glaring when it does get wrong. But anyway, slight gray. Something I like uh, the new medication tracking in the health app. This is something that uh, that has allowed me to stop using for tracking medications the Dew app um, mm-hmm. because it's so much nicer. You can set it up in health. There's also a standalone watch app for medications. Uh, but what is cool is that um, y- you can basically search on the iPhone. You go into the medications section of the health app on your iPhone and you search for a specific medication. You can search now. Okay, this is necessary context. I'm using my iPhone with the US region. So I'm assuming that the results I got for medications I never heard of were based on the region in my settings. Uh, But Mm. I just searched for a regular like vitamins and I got the generic result. But I think based on Alex's overview on Mac stories, I think the idea is that by searching for the specific medication by brand, you can make sure that there are no weird interactions between the medications you're taking and for example things like alcohol intake mm-hmm. also tracked in health like i think that's the idea um but yeah it wasn't finding italian medications for me uh, 
what I like is, so the watch app, which I mentioned, you can uh, log medications and staking on the watch, but the, uh, there's also the notifications on your iPhone. And, uh, you know, those are rich notifications with a little preview and the actional actionable buttons like this log is a staking. So you got the little icons and stuff. And, like the, and yeah. you got the little icons and you can ch- yeah. choose the little shapes and colors of the medications. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. I like it. There's some medication shapes in here that I didn't know existed. Like, here's a heart with a line in the middle. <laughs> oh, okay. As medication if you have a heartbreak. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh it is a really nice feature. You can customize a bunch of it. You can export uh, a PDF out of health with your current medications and it has your name and date of birth and stuff at the top. You know, a lot of times if you go visit a doctor, you've got to provide this. I would like a little more control over the reminder of it. So if you get a notification, then you can log the medication as taken or skipped, and then it records the time of that into health. So if I go back yesterday, I can see exactly what time I took medication. The only way to snooze it, though, is to say, remind me in 10 minutes. And I, like a lot of other people, including you, Federico, am coming from Do, D-U-E, which is this reminders app that its whole thing is, is reminding you constantly until you do something. And so I had my medications in there, and I said, hey, if I don't, respond to this notification, send me another one in 15 minutes. And I would like a little more insistence from the medications app until I interact with it. I mean, I have them set as the time sensitive notifications, but I would like even more presence because if I have a bunch of other notifications, the medication one can kind of get lost. I would like something a little more in my face about reminding me. But all in all, I think the features great i love the the way you can customize how they look and you know you can set the background color so you can very quickly at a glance see what's going on and then in watch os 9 it is its own application which is something we've seen between ios and watch os in the past where a, a sort of big ios app may get broken down into several smaller watch os apps like if you look on your watch there's like find items find people you know find devices like it's kind of funny they broke find my into three but I think it makes a lot of sense, and I don't know, you know, w- what all went into this uh, to get it over the finish line. But I'm I'm really glad it's here because it was a big oversight in the health app. It seemed like such an obvious thing they should have added, and I think all in all, uh, they did a pretty good job of it. It's interesting because uh, I don't have the ability to search for medication. I have to just manually enter all the information in. There's no, there's no searching for me. I guess they US have this only, is US baby. only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I yeah. can add all the information in manually, but I have to add it all in myself. So yeah. I'm not going to get those like these medicines clash or anything like that. And also it's just like everything's manual. I have to add in the like the strength of the medication, all that kind of stuff. Make sure so. you don't accidentally add the US medications. Otherwise, they're going to charge you. So. <laughs> 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 microtransactions in health for American users. <laughs> I mean, sign you up for a subscription plan to your pills. I mean, they are honestly are, how far are Apple away from doing that? You exactly. Know what I'm exactly. Like, how far away are they from like, doing that? As soon as I said, I was like, oh, I just made a really funny joke, but then reality hit me, and I realized, well, <laughs> I, can, I can actually sort of see that. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I want to talk about the now playing screen. Okay. 
so they have the new like full screen now playing is what I'm talking about the uh, like so on the lock screen now when you're playing audio it takes over your entire lock screen like the artwork is like full and large it slides under the clock of course uh, and changes the color of the backgrounds um, I actually really like this feature. I expect it's going to be pretty um, divisive, and I think Apple knew that. It's very easy to get rid of it. You just, in case you don't know, by the way, if you just tap the artwork when you're on the lock screen, it shrinks, and then you can tap it, and it's in the little uh, live activity, and it will come back and fill up the lock screen again. I think that's kind of cool. Um, I think that it does, what I like about it most is how good a job it's doing of showing content from Overcast for me. So I'm getting the artwork, I get chapter artwork. So if there's a chapter that I'm listening to has specific artwork, that changes. And so I see the chapter artwork large, which is great because it's bigger than anywhere else you would see it really, which is kind of fun. Um, and also uh, it shows chapter names in the live activity. So I think all of that is like really good. I don't know what they're doing or like how it's being displayed to the system that it's working so well with third-party apps that I don't think have done anything to like be specific about it, I don't think. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was really good. I just like the design too. I just think it looks really, really nice. And they, they get rid of your lock screen wallpaper and they replace it with like a smeary color thing based on the color of the artwork. So if I'm listening to app stories, it's like, blue and purple but if i'm listening to you know the pin act it's like warmer colors to match that it is it is really nicely done i i tend to be using it small and not like the full screen but it is nice that it's just a tap away i mean when you you mike you shared a screenshot of this a few days ago saying how much you liked this and i was like wait how do you do that and i was like digging through settings and you're like no no just tap the artwork and it goes in between that's uh that's pretty sweet mhm i like it I think it's I think it's really good. I think why not just do something with it? But yeah, I also just in general, like just seeing that and the clock live activity. I'm getting like pretty excited for that. Like whenever that will come. You know, you get like yes. delivery stuff and all those kinds of things. Like I don't want six notifications for one thing anymore. So I'm excited about that. Have y'all come across the new timer UI on the lock screen? Yes. The live activity. Yeah. 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 It's it's pretty sweet. I like that it's orange, which is fun. In an earlier beta, there was this really dramatic transition every time a second counted down on the timer. Oh, they get rid of that? <laughs> yeah, it was it's, good because... It's much calmer now. <laughs> it was like the numbers would kind of get all blurry as it went from one to the other. It was But weird. the issue was the, the, the animation was getting cut into a square, even though it wasn't a square shape. <laughs> yeah. So like it would transition and it would like try and like make this like poof kind of thing around it. But then it would like hit this wall and the animation would end. It was weird. So it looked terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. It's way, way better now. All in all, I think this, this new style, this new live activity style, seeing what Apple's done with it. I'm with you, Mike. Definitely makes me excited about what this is going to be like once third parties can do it. And that's not at launch mm -hmm. that Apple said that's coming in a later version of iOS 16. So that's not going to be, you know, in Federico's initial review probably, but when it shows up, I think it's going to only do more to make the lock screen, not only more useful, but like more tidy as well. One thing I had missed until I heard Federico heard you talk about on app stories is that you can condense your notifications is basically a bulleted, list can you explain this yeah so that's the that's the new compact mode for notifications uh, 
So by default, the notifications now uh, sort of roll in from the bottom of the display. They don't just come up in the middle of the lock screen, and that's because they want to free up some space for you to see widgets and your wallpaper. Makes sense. But also, if you want, you can minimize the notifications on the, at the bottom, and you can do that by swiping them down uh, on the on the lock screen, and they become like this uh, this little badge at the bottom, basically. That right now, for example, for me, it says two notifications, and you can tap that, and it'll show you your notifications again. And if you don't want to see them again, you just uh, swipe them down, and they minimize. Uh, I What's believe the there's setting, also a setting. There's a setting to do this. So if you go into notifications, uh, display as count. It's called a count mode. So you have count, stack, and list as the new three display settings for notifications by default. And it says, uh, pinch the notifications list on the lock screen to change layouts in context. So you can also pinch, I suppose. Yeah, and it works. It's kind of kind of weird to do on your mm. iPhone with two hands, but you can also pinch. Um, my theory is that this count mode will be the default for the always-on lock screen on the iPhone. Uh, my theory is that on the iPhone 14 Pro, uh, with the always-on lock screen, you will see the time, your widgets, and the count for the notifications. Because that's just the bare minimum amount of stuff you can probably see in always-on lock screen mode. Hmm. I'm going to try this. But when you pull up, they just show up as normal, right? In Notification Center? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. When you pull up, Notification Center is unchanged, uh, still looks the same. Uh, this is just for new notifications, right? Um, right. And there's also the distinction that needs to be made between um, regular new notifications and what are they called? Persistent notifications. Those that won't go away, like uh, reminders, for example, if you're set to have persistent banners, uh, those will not go away. They will stay pinned mm -hmm. on the lock screen, just like the medication reminders. Um, they are persistent notifications, so they stay sort of there anchored at the bottom of the screen uh, but yeah you have three new modes and i like i like the count one because then i, I just see the wallpaper count notifications it's like count dracula and he, yes he like sneaks in and he's like you have two notifications like that that's count notification mm -hmm. yeah your mom is trying to reach you have you ever seen the the joke in the shortcuts app for the count action? No, I don't think so. Open open short open shortcuts. Open shortcuts. Create a new shortcut and search for the action called count. Okay, shortcuts. New shortcut. Search count. Check out the description for that action. This is just like the count in Sesame Street, but instead of a vampire, it's a shortcuts action. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. It's a nice Easter egg. This episode of Connected is made possible by Bombas. Bombas' mission is really simple. They want to make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Bombas designs everything they make, socks, shirts, underwear, all to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options, 
Like comfy performance styles made with sweat wicking yarns, which mean your feet stay cool while the rest of you works up a sweat. And their no-show socks are designed for comfort while being specifically engineered to never fall down. So let your ankles be free to soak up that sunlight. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. Bombas underwear is breathable, fits well, and has a barely there feel that might make you forget they're even there, but in a good way. This is really cool. You talked about how Bombas wants to help those in need. Socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters. So Bombas donates one for every item you buy. And so far, Bombas customers like me and you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. That is awesome. You can learn more and get a 20% discount off your first purchase at bombas.com connected. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash connected for 20% off bombas.com slash connected. Our thanks to Bombas for the comfy socks, their support of the show, and all of Relay FM. So as we're recording this, tomorrow the MacBook Air, the M2 MacBook Air, uh, goes on sale. Uh, be available for people who, some people who pre-ordered five people who pre-ordered will <laughs> yeah. get them tomorrow it's like a golden ticket kind of situation um tim cook brings it directly to your house federico will notice like with the gabe newell deliveries with the steam deck that's that's what's going to mm-hmm. happen for all macbook air deliveries tomorrow um steven do you know what i'm talking about no so do you know who <laughs> gabe newell is no so he kind of created that. Well, he's like the head of Valve and Steam and stuff. I walked past him once in a hallway. We spoke about that once. Um, so imagine he's like, well, you, you have to imagine. He's like the CEO of, of Valve and Steam. You know what that is, right? Yes, Valve of course. Yeah. Yeah. There was a selection of Steam Deck orders that he delivered personally in a truck. And they made a video about it. And what's great about the video is most of the people did not know who he was. That's awesome. And it was just very funny. It was very funny. So that's going to happen uh, with all the MacBook Air orders. Anyway. Um, Wait, who at Apple is going to deliver them that people don't know? Uh, Tim Cook. But people know Tim Cook. Maybe not everyone. It's Jeff Williams. You know? <laughs> yes, Jeff Williams or John Turnus. Could be. I'd accept a delivery from John Turnus. <laughs> yeah, you would. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> the design. People like the design. Reviews are out now. People like the design, obviously. And I seeing it now in video, watched a couple of videos today. I'm very excited to see one of these computers. They look so good. It looks so, so good. Being just like no more wedge anything anymore, just like a really thin MacBook Pro. I like it. Yeah, the machines are definitely cut from the same cloth. Uh, Evans Hankey and some others did this interview with GQ in the UK about it and there's not a lot of great new information in that, but they talk about how they developed these machines at the same time. And if you watch the videos, I've watched a bunch of them, but I don't think any of them really capture like how much it in person looks and feels like a squished down MacBook Pro. Oh, here he goes again, Federico. He's like, oh, I've seen it. I've touched it, you know? <laughs> here he goes. Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that for a little while. There was while. this really cool hands-on of the Steve Jobs Theater that a bunch of us got oh, to go to. Oh, Oh, yeah. Where was I? Thank you for reminding yeah, us. Where were... was I? I don't know. You were watching TV or something. 
I must have gotten lost that day. <laughs> uh, the, uh, there's a couple of quotes that I like from that interview that Evans Hankey gave. Evans Hankey is like they are in charge of industrial design. They kind of they're one of the two people that took over kind of Johnny Ives' role uh, when Johnny, who is now completely gone, 100. percent See you later. Uh, they cancelled their thing with Love From, which probably never existed, really. Anyway, uh, Evans Hackey says, we don't really have to play any kind of games with shape or form to make it look thin. And I think that's one of the most lovely and remarkable things. It's quite honest and simple. I appreciate that. Like, this, that's talking about the wedge, right? Like, the old wedge used to make the MacBook Air look thinner than it was because it was super thin on one side. It's that teardrop design kind of thing. We don't have to do that anymore. They could just make a thin laptop. Uh, and then... Speaking to what Stephen just said, uh, Hanky says, it was the first time we ever set out to do a family of products together. Now, that seems like a statement that I can't believe. I mean, (laughs) she said it, so it must be true. But like that seems... Oh, no, we have two computer lines. When did this happen? That seems really weird, right? But I guess maybe they don't always redesign them at the same time. Like, I think that might be the difference, right? I think so. You can borrow from other designs, which they always do. It's like they make a product and then other products borrow from that design but i guess they sat down and they were like all right we're redoing the laptops and they did all three of them at once because it really does look the same but there are differences which are interesting to me so there is no macbook air branding anywhere on the macbook air yeah not even on the bottom where the macbook Mm -hmm. pro it's uh debossed into the aluminum maybe it was a some sort of issue they couldn't do that on the bottom case i think they just want to make something super clean and mm. i am glad the branding has gone from underneath the display that's come and gone over the years with different machines and different designs but i'm glad that it's just super clean and minimal and i mean the apple logo is bigger on the back and <laughs> there's a funny shot in some of the reviews comparing like old macbook airs and the new one the apple logo is just so dominant on the back but other than that, it's it's basically nothing saying that it's a Mac other than, oh, it looks like all the others. So the design looks it looks really good. Uh, I've seen people talking about the fingerprints that get all over the midnight one. Seems like it gets very fingerprinty. That was definitely true in the hands-on. Like Apple people were like wiping them down in between people touching mm. them. And I'm sure a lot of that had to do with COVID. Even then, the midnight one was just fingerprinty, and I was uh, I was a little surprised by that because the the space gray doesn't really do that that badly. But there's something different, I guess, about the midnight, the color or the finish, something about it. It really shows them. So I think I think the midnight looks really cool. And it, if you look in the videos, I mean, the folks doing these initial reviews, I mean, they all have great lighting and everything, so you can really see what it looks like. It is pretty, but that's going to be the trade-off. And for me, as a not trade-off, I would I would want. Uh, I I don't like the color so much that I'd be willing to put up with the fingerprints. No, no, but it's pretty. I I would still go midnight. I would yeah, still go midnight. Yeah, me too. It's, it's it looks so too pretty. Good. It looks nice. It's the other ones I've seen these colors before. You know, I'm I'm bored of them. Give me the blue one. Mm-hmm. I mean, life's too short to care about fingerprints, you know? Like, exactly. Give me, give me the pretty computer, yes. What, am I worried the FBI is going to come after me, right? Because <laughs> I can get my fingerprints off the laptop? Like, what's the problem, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I didn't realize f- physically about this machine, I didn't even, like, pick up on it 
again, in the very exclusive and cool hands-on oh we God. had. How many more times are you going to mention it? This is three times now. This is so unnecessary. And, three and, times well, you've said it now. There's no speaker grill on this machine. So on the previous Air, they were super skinny, uh, you know, down the sides of the keyboard. And even on the 14 and 16, that's where they are. Now, here's the secret, dear listener. That's not where the speakers actually are in the laptops for the most part. Like on the MacBook Pros, they're basically at the very bottom of that grill. But they make the grill big to make it look nice. This uh, MacBook Air, the speakers are where they are on the chassis or sort of where the exhaust vent is like in the inside of the hinge so when you open the machine if you look down in there there's openings to let air and heat out the speakers are in there somewhere and so the sound sort of just comes out of the laptop and in the verge video they have the m1 macbook air the m2 macbook air and then the 14 inch macbook pro and the new Air is right in, in between the other two in terms of sound quality. It's not as good as the MacBook Pro. Like, just as a side, an aside, the MacBook Pro speakers are so so good for a laptop. Yeah. It, it's silly how good they are. The M2 Air isn't quite as good as that, but if you're coming from uh, an Intel MacBook Air, they're going to be substantially better. And again, it's something that cleans up the look of the machine and I think actually makes the machine look... Uh, a little bit more modern without all the the laser burned holes in the aluminum. It's just clean mm-hmm. and sleek. But uh, yeah, uh, not as good as a MacBook Pro speaker wise. But I think for what people do with a MacBook Air, it's going to be more than good enough. I think with the MacBook Pros, it it does help balance out the design a little bit because especially because the sixteen, you, you got to have them on the yeah. big one. <laughs> Because it, it there'd be those just wasted weird space down the sides. But yeah, yeah if the, where would they? You, there's nowhere to even put them on this MacBook Air. Like, mm-hmm. what you put them like next to the trackpad? That would be so weird <laughs> to have the holes there, right? So like, I kind of like I like it. I just think again, it, it keeps the kind of aesthetic of this design going, which is just this like very clean, very futuristic looking uh, laptop. Steve, I want to get your kind of feelings on the M2 discussion. Like, there's a there's a lot of talk about like thermal throttling compared to the macbook pro yeah um and like how warm the machine can get and just like general performance uh conversation yeah so as we know from the m1 generation of machines the mac that macbook air and that macbook pro basically operate the same way until you get to really heavy sustained workloads and then the single fan that turns inside the macbook pro Gives it just a a little bit of an edge when it comes to those longer sustained workloads. So in the real world, mm. that means exporting a video from Final Cut or Premiere, maybe doing a big build in Xcode, bouncing a project out of Logic, right? Where this gets complicated is that the difference between these two machines continues into the M2 era, And at the edge, where you're really pushing sustained workloads, the difference is a little bit greater between the Air and the Pro, where people have seen the M2 MacBook Pro, the 13-inch, they have seen that thermal throttle and get pretty warm. And that's happening a little bit more quickly on the M2 Air. In my estimation, this is not a big deal at all for a couple of reasons. 
the biggest is that we have to remember the trade-offs for this machine were made with the customer for this machine in mind, right? So this MacBook Air, while you can certainly buy it and certainly run a YouTube career off of it, I don't think that's what Apple has in mind for this product. If you are going to do big development projects, you can totally do it on this machine. It's just that the 14 and 16 are better suited with the trade-offs they make to be thicker and heavier with much better cooling. So you've got to kind of pick what trade-offs work for you and your workload. And for the vast majority of people who buy a MacBook Air, if they ever run into this, it's going to be extremely infrequently. If you're buying this for knowledge workers, if you're buying it for students, you're buying it for home use, even if you're buying it for like what I use my laptop for, which is basically just going around on the web doing admin stuff for our company and very occasionally editing a podcast, I don't think I would ever hit it. And it, it just, it means when you watch these reviews and you see like, okay, we ran Cinebench for 30 minutes. Yes, the MacBook Air is going to be slower in those tests than the Pro because of the cooling. And it's important to know that, but for most people, most of the time, it doesn't matter. And so I don't mm. think it's a big deal that this machine throttles before the Pro. I'm not surprised by it. Uh, I'm not surprised that it's a little bit bigger of a difference in the M1. This is a more powerful chip with more cores. But I don't think at the end of the day, I don't think you should make a buying decision based on this unless you're in the situation where the air is all you can afford then like you just need to know that yeah you are making this trade-off at the very edge of performance but like i said for most people most of the time not a big deal uh, apple did confirm to the verge that this has i would say an issue that the m2 macbook pro has the base models of both the air and the pro only has one storage chip on it like one nand flash chip on it for the ssd so the storage performance like the read and write is slower than the m1 base models this is only on the base models and i assume that this is a supply chain thing uh, but this came out as a thing that the m2 macbook pro had and then I expect that The Verge asked Apple, because in, in uh, Dan Seifert's review, he mentioned that Apple confirmed to them that was the same. So it is a bit, this is a, I think that is one thing that I think people would feel more. Um, I expect, right, if the, the read-write speeds are slower on the SSD uh, than they were even on the M1 models. That's a frustration. Uh, but basically, I guess it's if you can make any upgrade on this machine from the base model i would assume probably the storage would be the best one for you now considering this limitation the ssd speed thing is a problem and it's a decision that i wish apple had made had made differently because when you're talking in terms of like what makes a difference performance wise day to day disk speed is basically the top of the list and that's uh that's real bummer to see that the the base model of both of these machines that those users are going to get penalized not only for having an ssd that's probably too small but for having one where the performance is, is cut so badly that is that's a bummer and i agree with you mike if you're in the market for one of these i would not do that base storage if at all possible upgrade it not only so you have more breathing room in terms of space but so you also don't get 
stuck with that the slower disk speeds. The problem is that turns a twelve hundred dollar computer into a fourteen hundred dollar computer. It does. Right? Like that's that's the issue, right? Yeah. Um, and that is a thing that like people are pressing on. I get it. The price, right? It is more expensive, and it's one you can point to, especially when the old ones still around. Um, but I think that if we think about Apple's last attempt at a thin and light twelve hundred dollar computer, right, which is the MacBook, <laughs> this is clearly a vastly better machine for the money. And oh yeah. You know, I was I was expecting that people were either going to say this is a fantastic laptop or it's way too expensive, and it feels like people were more leaning on the this is a great laptop than pushing on the expensive part because things are better, right? Like the camera still isn't great, but it's way better on this one than the previous one. You benefit from things like MagSafe, so you actually have two USB-C ports and a headphone jack, right? So you got more ports. The screen is bigger. People are not going to like the notch. People are always not going to like the notch, but like kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the screen is bigger and brighter. Um, there are, And it just looks cool. And it's like got a lot going on for it. Um, I think that, that that 35 watt power adapter thing, people are going to love that. Like, I know that us as nerds are like, well, you know, it actually isn't as powerful. And then if you plug a second thing in, you're only getting half the power to the laptop. I don't think, I think like, I imagine you give that to somebody in your life and like, wow, I could also charge my iPhone at the same time. This is awesome. Yeah. Right. Like I just, you know, I just feel like people are really going to dig it. So I, I think this is a great machine all in all. Uh, I'm, I still want to get my hands on one. I have not ordered one. Steven, you ordered one, right? I did, yeah. So we have a silver one coming with uh, the base CPU, GPU, but two terabytes of storage. And I was going to do 16 mm. gigabytes of RAM, but I ended up doing uh, 24. Because as I explained last week, this is basically like the last piece of the puzzle and like getting the rest of my family onto Apple Silicon. And I don't want to do anything else with that, those setups for a long time. So I opted for the 24 just for longevity. Mm. But... Uh, it comes as early as a week from today. So that's like the, the, the opening of my delivery window and it's open through, uh, through like the next week. So hopefully I'll, I'll have some impressions cool. here before too long. You know, beyond my hands-on impressions earlier yeah, right. well, at Apple right. Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Indeed. Quick question for you. What would you do if your business had to hire great people really quickly. Well, you need Indeed to get that done because they are the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, kind of hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you can work with one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things that's really cool about Indeed is how they just know how to make hiring pain-free. Like how Indeed puts you in control of what you pay. You set your must-have job requirements and only pay for the applications that meet those requirements. There's a transparent flat fee per application, and you can pause your job posting whenever you want. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. So join more than the 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
Indeed is doing something no other job site has done. Now with Indeed, businesses only pay for quality applications matching the job sponsor description. Visit indeed.com slash connected to start hiring now. That's I-N-D-E-E-D, indeed.com slash connected. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of the show and Relay FM. Oh my god. What? It's time oh for no. a quiz. I oh found no. It. That's that's what I was looking for. I've been thinking to myself, what is the thing, you know? Like what will do it? And it's that 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 Saint Jude play live button, the hype button. It's time for a quiz. I enjoyed round one of Do You Know the Passionate Ones so much last week that I want to do another one. I'll just set the record straight here. I'm not doing another one next week because it takes two hours at least to get these quiz <laughs> questions together and I can't do it next week. Again, there, there are, I reckon, maybe two more rounds from the initial questions that I asked. So they will come at a future date. As a quick reminder, this is a family feud slash family fortune style rules. I put out a quiz to connected listeners to ask them a series of questions. I will be asking Stephen and Federico to guess the top five answers that are ava- that uh, are uh, that were collected from the overall responses. So you know, for example, if I asked like, like we did this last time, like what was your first iPhone? And if you said iPhone 3G, that was the top answer, and Stephen got 50 points for that, and it carries on from there. There will be a selection of rules for each question, which I'll go through again as we go through them. I will give uh, some. Some people wrote in and said, "Why did you?" give 50 points as the top answer. Why not just do five so it's more in line with the previous scoring? So to people who ask those kinds of questions, who says that it will always be one point per answer? Wow. That could be questions that give a thousand points in the future, you know? <laughs> oh my who knows? Like, I don't know. There's, there's loads of different formats we're doing here. Uh, and this is just the second format that we tried. So, boys, are you ready? Uh, yes. I think. All right. So we've got five questions again today, like we did last time. Uh, The first question today, actually, I'm going to do the coin flip first, right? Let's do the coin flip first so I don't give you additional time to think about it. So we'll do a coin flip to decide who gets to uh, answer first out of the two of you. Uh, Stephen, you're going to be heads. And Stephen, mm. I don't know if you could hear okay. that. My volume was quite quiet, but it was heads. Okay. So the first question for the passionate ones that they have answered today is, what phone do you use today? That was the question. What phone do you use today? Now, what we're looking for here, uh, I will take model numbers, but no color mm. or storage size variations. Okay. What phone do you use today? Steven, you have the first answer. iPhone 11 Pro. Steven, you get zero points for that answer. Oh! Um, oh, boy. iPhone 13 Pro Max. Federico? 40 mm-hmm. points goes to you. That is the second highest answer yep. on the board iPhone 13 Pro Max. We go back to you, Stephen, for your second uh, guess there. iPhone 12 Pro. 
Will he be get back on the board this time? Yes, he will. That is the third highest answer. The iPhone 12 Pro was what you said, right? I did. Yeah, that is the third highest answer. That gets you 30 points. Okay. iPhone 13 Pro. That is the top answer. Tichi's playing the game today. Mm -hmm. That brings Federico up to 90 points. Federico's got the top and second answer. Steven has the third most popular answer, and then also one that had nothing. <laughs> uh, so, Stephen, you have the next guess, please. I was going to say, our audience, way newer phones than I thought. Yes. I'm going to say the regular iPhone 13. That is not on the list, Stephen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have lost out again. The iPhone, just the iPhone 13 mm -hmm. did not show up. I will go through later on and we can talk about please uh, where some of these came for you but iphone 13 not on there man iphone dying. iphone 12 pro max federico that is mm -hmm. the fourth highest answer yep. netting you another 20 points yeah. fifth one is interesting now hmm. oh something i forgot to do by the way was to give the uh the overall scoring as we were coming into today Oh, yes. So uh, I'm just going to calculate that real quick because I have to remove some things from my incredibly complicated spreadsheet so I can go back to the scores as we started today. So uh, as we come to t the beginning of today, Stephen is on 312 points and Federico is on 451 points. Okay. As we start today. Fifth most popular phone. Mm -hmm. Can you give us the top four, the top four again? I most certainly can. They are the iPhone 13 Pro, the iPhone 13 Pro Max, iPhone 12 Pro, and iPhone 12 Pro Max. See, there's not even like a... I found that really interesting, by the way, yeah. that, they, that they split out like that, that it was exactly like Pro, Pro Max, Pro, Pro Max. And the 11 Pro was not on the list. Mm -mm. But I'm going to say the 11 Pro Max is. Yeah, good guess. The iPhone 11 Pro Max is not in the top five. Interesting. The SE owners are back to get us. <laughs> Interesting. Um, oh. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I do it, wonder it, it hit me. if... It just hit me. <laughs> the people bought a model thinking it may go away. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm gonna thinking. I'm going to go with iPhone 13 mini. iPhone 13 mini Federico? is not on the list. Ooh, okay. That was exactly my thought process and I was yeah. I would have picked it next. Mhm. Mm Gosh. I mean, mm. what else is there? Mm. I'm trying mm. to think about like recent phones maybe people liked and wanted to like hold mm -hmm. on to. Uh-huh. I'm just going to I'm just going to shoot my shot here, the iPhone 10R. iPhone 10R? Yeah. Fun. Not on the list. People Not maybe on wanted list. to hold on. Nice try. To it. Not on um, the list. I'm, Federico, I think you went. Yeah, you you go now, and you get one more go each after this one. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with uh the plain iPhone 12. The plain iPhone 12 is not in our top five answers. You have one more shot each. Okay. Jeez. iPhone 12 mini. 
is the fifth highest answer. Oh, nice. So Stephen will pull in an additional 10 points. So just to recap, Federico had 110 points from that round and Stephen 40 points as Federico got the first, second, and fourth highest answers. Stephen with the third and fifth highest answer. So some, some statistics for you. The iPhone 13 Pro accounted for 23.6%. Nice. Of the 1,200 people that answered, uh, the iPhone 13 Pro Max came in at 13.3%. The 12 Pro Max was 6.6%. The 12 Pro was at 8.5%. I gave those in the wrong way around, but you get the point. Uh, the iPhone 13 Mini was 5.8%, but the iPhone 12 Mini, which was the one that made it to fifth, was 65 Okay. Wow. Then for the lowest down answer, what would have been the sixth answer? Would have been the iPhone 12, which is at 6.1%. Then it would have been the 13 mini. Um, and then the iPhone 11 was 5.1%, which was the next one after that. Hmm. Which was, that was a surprise to me. Um, I don't know. Uh, that that just, you know, carried on from there. Uh, oh, sorry, the iPhone 12 had 6.1%. This is really hard to look at. You, if you, I can't show it to you, but it's really hard to look at. Yeah, <laughs> iPhone SE people are asking about. This was complicated because I had to combine all of the SE models because there was, it was very... Because people were writing them in, I couldn't feel confident in which model of SE people were talking about, but it didn't end up being an issue because it was only 2% of the responses. So Wow. If it would have been higher, I think I would have tried to do something about that. But it it got really it got really complicated. Uh, people are asking. David in the chat is asking, were there any uh, non iPhones? Yes, there are a lot of there are a lot of Samsung phones, but it was like one or two, and it was various models, a few Xiaomi's, and a handful of OnePlus phones as well. Someone using a Nokia eight point three five G. I don't even know what that is, uh, but one of those is in there. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and a handful of Google Pixel phones as well. There's a lot of vote splitting on those, really. You know, like because there's so many models of these phones, mm -hmm. they split across. You know that if they were more consolidated, they may have had a, a slightly better chance. But um, yeah, I was I was genuinely surprised that uh, about forty percent of the vote was the most recent iPhones, the thirteen Pro yeah. and the thirteen Pro Max. When, I guess it and makes then, sense. Then the iPhone thirteen or the iPhone twelve not making it into that top five was was interesting to me. I'll say many owners in the audience really shooting yourselves in the foot not buying the thirteen Mini. Right, the rhetoric is well because they knew. Yeah, they knew at that point it wasn't going to come back. You know, it's a, so, it's a like, self-fulfilling prophecy at that point too. Mm -hmm. I think a little bit. Like, I mean, is a phone canceled if no one buys it? You know, exactly. Who knows? So that is the first round. Second round. What is your favorite wearable device? Was the question asked to passionate ones? Favorite wearable? Yeah. These are product classes, not model years, sizes, or numbered revisions. Whoa. Okay. okay. So we're talking straight up product classes. So I'm, for example, I mean, uh, like if we go back to laptops as an example, uh, it was like just MacBook Pro, not MacBook Pro model year, whatever, not MacBook Pro this size. This is just straight up product classes. Okay. Follow? Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're going to flip a coin. 
and Federico's going to be heads. Tails. Okay, but it's <laughs> <Obviously>. tails. So <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so you you said that for yourself. You know what I mean. Being first hasn't helped me at all so far. So <laughs> this is a very good point. This is a very good point. So favorite wearable, Stephen. You're up first. Apple Watch. You got fifty points. Is the highest answer. Obviously, yeah. AirPods Pro. Is the second highest answer. That's forty points to Federico. Is that the answer for all AirPods? Nope, that was just AirPods no. Pro. I appreciate that. So you, you did separate them a little bit. <laughs> AirPods Pro is its own product. Yeah. Okay. Right. Product classes. Yeah. Okay. That's a product class. Okay. You see, like, but like, who's saying? Right. So Apple Watch, that's its own thing, right? Okay. I just okay. I was just trying to clarify. Well, no, you weren't clarifying. You said I did it wrong. I'm Quizmaster. <laughs> all right. You don't come to me with your questions. I come to you with questions. I'm going to say the regular AirPods. That is 30 points for Steven. Do you feel better now? I do. You want to complain again? No. No? No, because you get your 30 points. I'm going to go with AirPods Max. Will that be a clean sweep? No, it will not. AirPods Max did not find its way onto the list. <laughs> wow. So we huh. have three of the top five? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Fitbit. Fitbit is not in the top five. I am going to go with Beats Fit Pro. Interesting. Three people said Beats <laughs> Fit Pro, but that, did, that was not enough to make I it see you. onto the I list. I see you and I respect you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, 14 people said Fitbit, by the way. So not great there either. Enough. AirPods Max was 12. More people with Fitbits than AirPods Max. I'm not familiar enough with the Beats products, I feel like. So you you, you said the Beat Fit Pro? Mm-hmm. They're the little... I'm going to say I'm going to yeah. say Power Beats Pro by Beats. Power Beats Pro just two people. So that is not enough to make it onto the list. <laughs> One of them was probably my spouse. Yep. Okay. W- wearable device. Wearable. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more chance each and I'm going to give you a clue. Are huh. These are our product classes. Like are there generic names in this list? What does generic name mean? I, I'm not necessarily going to give you the answer to this question, but like, can uh, you give me yeah. an example? No, um, it's okay. because you wouldn't be able to reply. Um, I'm going to go with the Sony XM4 headphones. Do you mean the Sony WH-1000 XM4? Yeah. Three people answered, so that's not enough. Wow, okay. So so we're really good at picking obscure wearables. Well, I mean, you're picking things. You're having a good run, right? Like everything you've said is on the list. Mm-hmm. It's just not in the top five. Hmm. Hmm, okay. Hmm. So we've picked Apple Watch, AirPods Pro. You have picked AirPods. Apple Watch, which is the top answer, AirPods Pro, which was the second highest answer, and AirPods, which is the third highest answer. Things you have picked that yeah. are not in the top five are AirPods okay. Max, Fitbit, Beats Fit Pro, Power Beats Pro, and the Sony XM4. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So I, this is Steven. This is your yeah. 
turn. Yeah. I'm just, just confirming here. And then Federico, you get one more. Then I'm going to give you a clue. I'm going to say the, what is it? The the o- Oya ring, whatever it is. The, the Ura, Ura ring. Yeah. Well, it made it to four people. Then yes. <laughs> one person spelled it really wrong, which was funny to me. <laughs> they spelled it like A-U-H-A, but I knew what they meant. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of that, you know, there's a lot Euro, of that. Like, Euro, I have to go like in. Europe. Yeah, there's a lot of like people write full sentences to me uh, in these <laughs> answers. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm going to go with these, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a different kind of pick. I'm going to say a regular watch. At the fifth highest answer with 10 points is analog Oof. watch. Okay. Okay. So now Federico, you have negated my clue. There will yeah. be no clue now. Okay. Okay. Ooh. So I There's get still mm. one more on the board. Okay. Yeah. Analog watch. You're going to get one more round each. Man, I don't know. What else is out there? I guess what constitutes oh, wearable. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say uh, an Oculus headset. You wear it? That is the first answer that isn't on here? <laughs> no, no one, uh, no no one thinks one about person, that as a wearable. <laughs> one person said MetaQuest. One person said MetaQuest. Okay. okay. But So that's not enough. And... I'm going to go... So I get one more. Is that right? Yeah. This is the final guess. I am going to go... I guess I guess the problem is what you considered wearable yeah. in your, in your uh, classification. Um, oh, you know what? I'm going to go with sunglasses. <laughs> Wait. We have one person said snap spectacles. <laughs> mm. We okay. had, I think someone said those Ray-Ban things, but I can't find them. So yeah, okay. the answer is no. Uh, okay, so what the, was the thing it? That, none. Oh, that's a trick question. Oh, it's not a trick. I've yeah. done it before. I've given you this before. The, the question of what was your operating system? The, one of the answers in the top five was none. Yeah, okay. I had to include this because none was answered by 4.5% of people. Wow. Said none. Okay. So it was such a huge... Because then from there, the highest was 1.3%. So it was four times the next answer. Wow. They don't wear anything. um, They don't wear no clothes. (laughs) They wear nothing on them. (laughs) If you think about it, everything is wearable. (laughs) Apple Watch is 56.2%. AirPods Pro was 17.2. Regular AirPods was 8.4. None was 4.5%. Analog Watch was 1.4%. AirPods Max was 1.1%. And then it kind of just went down from there. Oh, sorry. Fitbit was 1.3. Uh, 0.8% of people still rocking a pebble. Wow. A pebble. Mm-hmm. Wow. Represent. Okay. That's hmm. more than the Garmin's. <laughs> I was gonna say Garmin if I had another mm-hmm. shot. I was gonna go with mm-hmm. like one of the Garmin smartwatches, but yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Hey, do you think the Pebble people like getting stoned? 
Nice, I like that. Just as a comparison, uh, 0.9% of people said Apple Watch SE. So it's a, basically as many people. So there was nine, pe- there was nine people that were an Apple Watch SE, and there are uh, eight that said Pebble. Now, of course, because of the way it's questioned, those people may have just thought that meant of all time. So the, art, the, the, the results now at the end of the second round is 160 points to Federico, 120 points to Stephen. Okay. So we're going to do the third round now. The question is, actually, I'm going to do the coin flip first, and I'm going to say tails for Stephen. Heads. Federico gets to answer first. All right. The question is, what is your favorite computer? Wait, we did this last time. No. Didn't we? We did first computer and current computer. Okay, so these are the questions we did last time. First Apple product. Operating system at school, first iPhone, OS you use most, which computer do you use? Okay. All right. This question is, what is your favorite computer? Okay. Uh, what are you uh-huh. looking for? Product classes. They are not okay. model years, sizes, or variations of in a model by name or processor. Okay. MacBook Pro. Wow, you didn't even give me any chance. I was I was too busy trying to complain to someone in the Discord who says I spelled favorite wrong because I put a U in it but I didn't even get time to burn that person down because Federico's coming in there and claiming the top answer of 50 points for MacBook Pro. I'm going to go with MacBook Air. Stephen's coming in and taking the second highest answer, getting 40 points for MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm torn between two. Um, huh. iPad Pro. He speaks from the heart, you know? Yeah. I feel like this one comes with a lot of expectation from Federico. Like, it's not just wanting the points. It's also wanting, like, the life validation (laughs) that comes with this answer. You get life validation to the tune of 20 points. iPad Pro was the fourth highest answer on the favorite computer list. Okay. How does that feel? Is that good? is that enough? Feel, feels good. Feels good. Okay, yeah, you yeah. just wanted it in there, right? That's yeah, yeah. You it's got to be in there. there. It has mm-hmm. to be in there. Okay. I'm gonna go with iMac. Mm-hmm. That's a bold one, Stephen. I will, actually before I answer you, why iMac? I think I mean a lot of people who have used a desktop. It's what they've used. It's fun and colorful. I feel like even if you don't own one, maybe you used one in school or have a fond memory of it somehow. So the on the board is uh, the third and fifth highest answer. Which one do you think it is? I think it got the third one. I think the third. You're correct. It gets you thirty points. Yeah. iMac is the third highest answer. So all that is left on the board yeah. is the fifth highest answer, and you have both. You've like. You've run it so far. You've run the table, all right? So you've got 50 points for MacBook Pro, 40 points for MacBook Air, 30 for iMac, 20 for iPad Pro. Huh. 70 points each so far in this round. I will go with a PC. PC. Unfortunately, the streak has been broken. PC is not in our top five answers. Hmm. Kind of thought maybe the gaming PC people would come yeah, out and storm. Yeah. It was there. It was there. Custom-built PC was 2.8% uh, of people. Okay. But not the favorite. Interesting. 
28 in total, which is actually kind of funny. 28, 2.8. So we've got MacBook Pro, MacBook Air, iMac, iPad Pro. Mm -hmm. So the question is like, is it a Mac or another iPad? Yeah. And. But Stephen. Yeah. What is a computer, you know? What is a computer? Uh, I think about six people put that in. Of course they did. They, they, they were just, oh no, three. I left them in on this one. Three people. Because what I wanted to do really is just for those three people, I just want them to know that they're not as funny as they think they are, right? Because <laughs> yeah, each one of that. those three people were like, ha ha, here's my original joke, mm. right? But it wasn't. It wasn't that. Original. Get that on Twitter sometimes. You get a bunch of replies that all say the same thing. Yeah, when I was when I was doing that, I was thinking of that exact thing, which is like, if you have a fun joke, like I do this. If I see someone's tweet something and I got a funny joke, I just check the answers. Like I check the tweets. I should say like like the responses. Have people made this joke? Has this joke been made twenty times? If it has, I'm not going to make it. You know, this is advice that I would like to impart upon everyone. It's good. You're a social media guru. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say iPad Air. Ooh. Interesting. Huh. Just six people answered iPad Air. That Ooh. is not enough mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. it. I'm going to go with Mac Studio. Mac Studio. Coming in there with Federico. Why Mac Studio? Well, because I think people have a tendency to think their favorite thing is their most recent thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. People who got the Mac Studio seems to be seem to be really into it. So that was my thinking. Not enough of them. Just twenty two people put Mac okay. Studio on the list, which does not put it in the top five. Wow! Huh. It crushed the iPad Air though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really did. Poor iPad Air, twenty two to six. Yeah, it's not great. I'm gonna go with Federico's thinking. I do think there's something to explore another time where we think the most recent thing is the best or favorite thing. That's really something we should explore but i'm gonna go with the mac pro i combined mac pros as you would imagine right? oh, oh no that's not a good sign <laughs> <laughs> and i got one 15 15 yeah. 15 mm. yeah wow. the mac studio destroyed the mac pro yeah well that's true in a lot of ways i don't want to think about so yeah okay okay so i'm torn between two huh I was going to say one more round, but I'm enjoying this one too much, actually. So I want you to keep going. All I right, feel like right. it's something silly that we're over, we're just overlooking. Uh, hmm. I don't know. We're out of Max, just about. There's one more. No. I'm going to go with Mac Mini. 21 people said oh, Mac Mini. Oh, so man. less than the Mac Studio. Wow. Come on. So we're out <laughs> okay. of Max. Cut the Mac Mini. How many people, you know, I know it's 21, but like Mac Mini, you know? There's some passionate Mac Mini people out there. Sure. I got the small. There's 21 of them. We know that. We know at least there's 21. We said PC, and you, Mike, interpreted that as custom built PC. Because I, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. That I did interpret that as custom built PC, yeah. PC notebook is still out there, but I don't see that being the fifth most favorited computer by our audience. Mm. But we're out of Macintoshes unless we do something old, which I don't think we're going to do. Maybe the Apple II people came out in force again. Yeah, I was thinking about that. You know what? In honor of those heroes, (laughs) 
The apple You're tooth. going for it. Oh, Stephen. You went for it. That was that's. This is a very good guess. We heard from actually quite a number of those people. I did. I really enjoyed those emails. <laughs> that all of them listened to the show, so I expected to hear from a bunch of them, but only eight of those people were willing to say it they was didn't their show favorite up. computer. <laughs> they didn't show up for this one. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Well. Um, one more round. Yeah, so and there's one missing iPad. Well, there's two missing iPads, but I guess I'm going with iPad Mini at this point. Just nine, just nine people. <laughs> Come on. Which okay. I was pretty upset Wait. about that, to be honest. <laughs> Is the answer none again? Because I can't, oh, I can't no. handle that. <laughs> I will tell you, no, it is not none. Okay. I will give you that. It is not none. It, there is something on this list. What in the world could it be? Give, give us one more round. Come on. It's got to be so- All right. You'll get one more go. You get one. So, Steven, you get two. Federico, you get one more. Okay, thank you. Right. Okay. So Steven's up now. I'm going to go PC laptop. No, it's not on there. Yeah. So okay. the thing about custom-built PC is that's what people answer. People don't build their own laptops, right? So there, I have a it? bunch of laptops on this list, right? But that none of them are going to get you what you want. Like, and you're not willing to combine all PC laptops into one broad category? No. Even if I did, it wouldn't be enough to get the fifth highest Okay, answer. that's what I want to know. I want to know that you're right? not there will be holding like out on me. There will be like 10. I've got, okay. one, I've got three people that have got various Dell XPSs. We've got laptop. two yeah. people that have got like a XPS 15. Uh, we've got Very one neat. person who put framework laptop and basically hmm. answered framework laptop anywhere they could. I've seen that in it so many uh, times. Yeah. Uh, I think people that have those are pretty passionate. They are. Know, so... I'm I'm sort of thinking if it, Mike said the answer is not none. Wait, you got one more round, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we I each said, have one right, more. Pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna tell you this. Forty-two people gave this answer. Yeah. To put that into so, context, mm-hmm. the iPad Pro got eighty-five. Hmm. hmm. So I'm sort of I'm sort of wondering if. They tried to be clever with this answer, and it's not necessarily a computer. Huh. What's a console, you know? Well, you know what? At this point, I mean, what am I going to guess? Like a, a, a random, obscure computer? No, I'm going to go with iPhone. iPhone is answered. Mm. 24 people. Okay. Making it more than the Mac Studio or more huh. than the Mac Mini. Not enough. Wow. Steven, you have the <laughs> final guess here. <laughs> With this, I'm going to lean into maybe people didn't give you a complete answer. And so the number is artificially high for just uh, plain, simple iPad. Yeah. 21 people. No, it's not it. <laughs> I'm about to blow a hole in your recency theory when I tell you the fifth Highest answer with 42 responses is MacBook. Wow. MacBook. Really? MacBook. More than the Mac Pro, more than the Mac Studio. That picks up people who love the 12-inch little one, like Underscore and Casey. Yep. But it also picks up people who like the white and black plastic ones. Dang, I should have thought of that. Yeah. I got five iBooks 
Um, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> if they were in there, I don't remember now, but I would have combined those that you just mentioned. But similarly, iMac benefited from a lot of older iMacs in there. So iMac G4 and stuff is all in was all in that list. They all got compressed into iMac. So I think, but so iMac got that bump, but uh, MacBook. That's incredible. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the third round, we're at 230 points to Federico, 190 points to Steven. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Ladder. At some point or another, most of us will think about the work we've done and the difference we might have made and what we might leave behind. It makes sense why people get life insurance, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. Why not pay a bit each month to protect your loved ones? If you're asking yourself this question, check out Ladder. It's 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork, when you apply for $3 million in coverage or less. You just answer a few questions about your health in an application. You just need a few minutes uh, and a phone or a laptop to apply. That's it. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out instantly if you're approved. There's no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time and get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. Ladder policies are issued by insurers with long proven history of paying claims. They're rated A and A plus by by AM Best. And customers rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and they've made Forbes Best Life Insurance list in 2021. Life insurance costs more as you age, so now's the time to cross it off your list. Go to ladderlife.com slash connected today to see if you're instantly approved. That's ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, ladderlife.com slash connected, and there's a link in the show notes. Our thanks to Ladder for their support of the show and Relay FM. Okay, so we move into the fourth, the penultimate question. Uh, Mm -hmm. in today's passionate ones round the fourth question uh, i'm oh i should do my coin flip first so we're gonna say steven is heads heads okay (laughs) right Uh, what i always like when that happens is it's always federico saying it to himself you know like (laughs) in those moments Uh, so steven you're gonna get the first pick at the question what is your favorite ever ipod favorite ever iPod. Your favorite ever iPod. Again, product classes, not models. Um, iPod Nano. Oof. I like it when you're so, you know, I haven't even got the time to move over to the different tabs in my spreadsheet. When you come in there and get the top answer, that's 50 Boom. points going to Steven there for iPod Nano. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with just iPod, the, the classic, basically. Are we going to do it? I don't know. We'll see. That is the second highest answer. 40 points for Federico. Don't let me down, Stephen. Pick the third highest. iPod mini. Stephen, let me down. Oh, no. (laughs) That's the fifth highest answer. You get 10 points for iPod mini. Dang. Okay. Say you too. You too, iPod. Say it. No. Well, that wouldn't count. That got wrapped into iPod. That doesn't mean he can't guess it. Right. <laughs> That's iPod. a good point. Play the player, I, not the game. iPod Touch. 
is the third highest answer. Mm. Going to Federico. Okay. 30 points. iPod shuffle. Yeah. Hold on one moment. I'm just filling in my point spreadsheet here because I accidentally gave uh, Federico 10 points that were meant for Stephen. So I figured that everyone, well, maybe except for Federico, is happy that I had to fix that. <laughs> so that is now fixed. You said iPod shuffle. I did. iPod shuffle is not in the top five. <gasps> Wait, how many iPods are there? <laughs> you tell me, history boy. Wait, what? We've done classic. What's the what's the the ranking? You have answered so top answer, iPod Nano. That was Steven. Federico got iPod and iPod Touch for second and third, and the fifth highest answer was iPod Mini at ten points for Steven. And Shuffle is not in the list. And Shuffle is not in the list. That's all the big are categories. There? You've you've done something here. Have I? You didn't. Yes, I. You didn't lump all have, big iPods into one category. Uh, yes, I did. What else is there? The, the fourth highest answer worth 20 points. Is it the U2 iPod? No, I told you, you already. No, not that that. would have been counted in iPod along with iPod Classic. And you and have iPod, photo, and video in. Video, photo, all the generations of the original U2 and Classic are all just iPod. There's literally Wait, nothing what? left. Mm-hmm. Ha. Whose turn is it? Ha. Ha. Whose it's turn my is turn. It? Okay. <laughs> None. <laughs> 20 points goes to Federer. <laughs> Wait, was it his turn? Yeah, I said yes, shuffle. Yes, it was my turn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like nothing being a possible answer. 57 people said it. 48 people said shuffle. Amazing. And 51 people said iPod Mini. So it's one of those <laughs> things where, like, where there are more people that said none than two of the actual iPods. That's like, I, I have to put it in there. Because, again, it's like the answer is what do people answer? That's what you're playing, right? Yeah. I guess it it's speaks not to the, what the, the age of the audience are. as like, well. Like, if, if 100 people said Zune, it would have been on the list. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not judging like that, right? It's like, yeah. what are they answering? Wow. So the breakdown was uh, 358 people said iPod Nano, uh, which is 35.4%. Then 348 people said iPod. I was genuinely really surprised at the fact that the iPod Nano would be iPod because of how many iPods there were. Yeah. yeah. And how long it went for, right? Yeah. But I guess the Nano, like, I think people feel more strongly if they love or hate a certain generation of Nano. And they were more affordable. Mm -hmm. I get it. iPod Touch uh, was 148 people at 14.7%. Then None was uh, 57 people at 5.6%. The iPod Mini was 51 people. The iPod Shuffle was 48. Okay. So at the end of that round... It's 320 points to Federico, 250 points to Steven. Okay. You can, Steven can actually still win this round today. It is possible. Mm -hmm. I'm going to flip a coin for our final question of the day, and I'm going to say Federico is heads. Tails. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just going to say, for, I think for Steven's sake, especially when looking at him wanting to win this, I think this might be best for him because this question is what is your favorite app 
<laughs> your favorite app. What is your favorite app? Oh, this is a good That is one. a good one. No qualifiers on this one. And I'm going to play to the fact that we're a podcast, and I'm going to say Overcast. Overcast? Yeah. Top answer. Whoa. 50 points. Thank you. Going to Steven. Amazing. As you hmm. can imagine, this was the highest amount of actual usable answers that I got. Um, from uh, after all, everything was counted up together, there is a total of 258 apps hmm. in this list. There's so hmm. many that have just one. Hmm. How many did you remember the milk get? I will answer that question for you either when you choose it or afterwards. <laughs> okay. I will go with. I will go with Safari. Safari. It's yeah. not in the top five. <gasps> wow. Okay. Safari was answered by 25 people. Huh. Big big web energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Federico, I'm actually pretty surprised that you struck out on your first guess. That yeah. well, I was not expecting that. Big app boy uh-huh. over there. Should have had John play for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Tweetbot Tweetbot is the fifth highest answer So Stephen collects another 10 points I'm going to go with Hmm Hmm Federico's shaking right now He is right? You can feel it No, but There's I'm so torn much on between two I just want to state right now It is now in this round 320 points to Federico 310 to Stephen You see how that turned around? That turned around fast. I will go with shortcuts. Shortcuts is not in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> You're overthinking this, man. I see. So it's all third-party apps. So it's shortcuts, all third-party apps. Hmm. 11. Wow. Okay. Okay. I see how this wow. uh, question was answered then. All right. Cool. I'm going to say... I'm trying to think of categories that people are amped about. Right, people have strong opinions about. I'm going to say OmniFocus. OmniFocus mm-hmm. is not in the top five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're back in the race, Federico. Okay. Okay. OmniFocus okay, okay, okay. Uh, was answered by seven people. Timery. Ooh. I see you're playing like the, the passion, right? You're thinking like, what do people really love? Yeah, that's a good answer. Timery, just four people. Not, not a enough. good answer. It's not in the top five. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> this is like, I don't even know. Okay. Man, we're getting murdered. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm what actually really surprised about this. This is great. Oh. This is brutal. You have the second, third, and fourth highest answers yeah. available. My guess is that Instagram is on the list, so I'm going to say Instagram. Instagram is on a list. Oh, no. But it is not on the list you're looking for three people. Wow. Said that okay. Instagram was their favorite app. Hold on, hold on. Oh, here he comes. Stand back. Apollo. Oh, that's good. Ding, 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 ding. There you go. Second highest <laughs> answer. I cannot believe. So, Federico, remind me, uh, yeah. you do a public vote, right? Yeah, for... yeah, 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 yeah. I got to think like that. I got to think like that. You're right. I, that because was my there's mistake. somebody who does the upgradies. Yeah, I'm... Um, yeah, Apollo I'm is like, always yes. number one. I know. And I it, know. Bl- every single time. So I, I know. 
this that was why I was specifically surprised that that Federico would not set Apollo. Don't worry, don't worry. I got you. I got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that that's yeah. That's changed the way I'm going to think about it, and mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Carrot Weather. Mm-hmm. There he goes. They're back on the board. The third highest answer yeah, goes to yeah. Stephen. Okay. Okay. I am going to go. I'm torn between two, but I'm going to go with drafts. Drafts was answered by 17 people. Hmm. Is that enough to make it the fourth highest answer? No, it is not. Okay. If I get this right, it's going to be so glorious. Do you know why it will be glorious? Because it's obsidian. Because No, because you will tie. And I will yeah. tie, and I'm going to pick his favorite app, and I'm going to say you it's obsidian. totally tie with obsidian. Yes, go for it. Yes. If this was pro wrestling and things were, like, concocted, that is how this would end. Mm-hmm. But 21 people answering obsidian is not enough. Not enough. Okay. Well, they're too so, busy uh, manicuring hmm. their perfect knowledge systems. Yep. Those people, they, they wrote their answers in Obsidian. I didn't see them. This was yeah, the, well, the sink is <laughs> kind of iffy, you know. <laughs> they can't get it to me. Based on what I usually see in public votes, I'm going to go with things. Oh. Ooh. So this is, again, like this is going back to that, like, you know, the, the, the beautiful design and the things people care about. But at 19 people, not enough. Wow. Hmm. Got to keep this one going. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. Okay. This is great. Okay. okay. The, this okay. might be, I think, the highest amount of times you've both struck out. There's eight things you've given me between the two of you that are not in the top five. Yeah, that's, that's bad. Favorite app. Hmm. I'm going to stick with my feeling that it's some sort of knowledge app and i'm gonna say craft yeah good pick yeah yeah good pick now obsidian was 21 people right yeah craft is just 20 Ooh, not enough huh (laughs) is it none (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. I don't like any apps. <laughs> Let me just check. Did anybody say that? One person. One person hates apps. One person. One person. No, actually two. Two people. One person said not applicable. One person said none. Because it was just the two. I didn't bother combining them. Those yeah. people have no joy. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So Federico, yeah, you were second. So I'm going to give you your answer. Then I'm going to give you just a bit of a clue. And then I think I'm going to give you two more rounds each. Okay, so it's it's my turn now? Yeah. No. Yeah, okay, it's my turn now. Uh, cool. So, you know, I will go with... He said craft already. So that doesn't apply. Um. Oh! Reader. Didn't need to give you that clue because Federico got it. Yeah. Reader was the fourth highest answer. Mm. There was a total of 31 people. Okay. That said reader. You see how we started to get really small at that point? 
Because yeah. you had 25% of people said Overcast, then 9% of people said Apollo, 4.1% of people said Carrot Weather, and then it started going down from there into much, much smaller numbers. I do like that we have two RSS-based apps in there. That's fun. <laughs> people love RSS so, and social media. So tell me about Remember the Milk. Ah, yeah. Where is it? Remember the Milk. Also about, I want to know about shortcuts also. Oh, you said it already, I think. Unfortunately, you didn't fill this out, Stephen, so no people. Wow. Wow. Harsh. Uh, shortcuts, 11. Yeah, you said 11 people. Okay. 11. Uh, notes, Apple Notes, 2. Wow. What about Discord? One person said App Store. <laughs> John. <laughs> 10 people. Ten, 10 people said Discord. Hmm. What about Slack? Because I think it won. I think Slack won an early upgradees, and my guess is, is that it's fallen from grace big time. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Zero people said Slack. It went from cool to being the business app, right? And Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't even just, I, it was that for sure, but also that they just stopped doing anything to it that, yeah. that people like us cared about and just went in a different direction, right? We spoke about this kind of stuff a bunch on the show before. Mm-hmm. Are there any others that you are interested in knowing more about? Um uh-huh. Castro, Pico. Uh, Castro, yeah, Castro got 11? Mm. No, 10. Peacock got one. Messages got six. What about Spotify? Spotify was four. Wow. Okay. All That's right. the end of the quiz. At the end Oof. of today's quiz, Federico has 380 points. Stephen has 340 points. That makes Federico the winner again of the Passionate Ones round quizzes. This brings the overall score to Stephen at 652 points, Federico at 831 points. Wow. Okay. He's a man of the people. It cannot be denied. Mm I can't wait for the day when I just think up a 1,000-point question. <laughs> That's got to be good. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be, but like at some point, I'm just going to do it. So that's the end of the quiz for this episode of Connected. And it's the end of the episode. Look mm. at that. Goodbye, rest of the topics. Mike came in. <laughs> you know? See you later. <laughs> yeah. We have a topic we've bumped out a couple times now. We will eventually get to it. <laughs> we will. We will. If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about, head on over to the website at relay.fm slash connected slash 406. Links are also in your podcast player, no matter how popular it is. If you want to uh, send us email with feedback or follow-up, you can do that from the web. There's a link to email us from there. Or you can find us on Twitter. Mike is on Twitter as imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Mike hosts a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. You can find Federico online at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he's the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. If you haven't read their impressions and previews of the public betas, go check them out. I learned a bunch from reading them, even though I've been running all the betas. Still stuff I didn't know. So go check it out. You can uh, follow me on Twitter as ISMH, and you can find a link to my Kickstarter in the show notes. I'd love it if you would go check that out. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Sourcegraph, Bombus, Indeed, and Ladder. I'd like to thank our members. If you want to join and get a longer ad-free version of the show, there's a couple of buttons right at the top of the website. There's also a link in the show notes where you can get Connected Pro each and every week. Until next time, guys, say goodbye.
Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.